All right, let's class up the show a little bit. Bring on someone smart. This guy's good. John U. Bacon, journalist, author. Stayed up north is where he's from, where he's uh, calling us. John, what's up? Thanks for your time this hey, morning. Hey, Johnny. Welcome back, brother. Hey, Torgan Elliott. Top of the morning to you guys, of course, although middle of the day for you guys. Yes. And, uh, let me warn you about this, though. If I'm the guy who classes up your show a little bit, Rethink your lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> John, how does a conference, the Big Ten Conference, release a schedule, then just a few days later cancels the season? That was silly to say the least. Look, if you're four or five days away from canceling a season, you ha- that, that could not have been a surprise the day before. So if that's the case, why throw that out there and raise false hopes and then give the impression, I think, false, that you have no idea what you're doing, and you're going day by day and see to your pants. Uh, furthermore, I'll, I'll throw one on top of that. If they keep on telling us about the data and so on, then show it to us. And if it's that bad, shouldn't you be telling the ACC and the SEC that, look, your players are in danger? Uh, it should not be a Big Ten thing only. So I think more transparency, less back and forth, that would have been a good idea. Yeah, yeah and I love Coach Harbaugh's uh, statement, and when he quoted Roosevelt, that was a great one. Ryan Day here locally, very impassioned, and John, I had to laugh at Mel Tucker. He wasn't going to say squat. He's so new and <laughs> he's so new and fresh. He gets the gig up in Lansing as a you know head coach, and and then all this falls down. He was, uh, yeah, I had to laugh when he he was he remained silent. Well, people I've talked to around the Big Ten, not just Michigan. Um, Look, Mel Tucker, I barely know the guy. I've never met him. So uh, more power to him. God bless him and so on. But uh, and D'Antonio, Lord knows, owned Michigan eight out of ten times. Nobody, not Duffy Doherty, uh, not Biggie Munn had pulled that one off. But it's not a secret that the uh, tide has shifted back and the cupboard is largely bare in Michigan State. So I don't think Mel Tucker was particularly eager to uh, play this season, nor was uh, Rutgers. And people I've talked to in those meetings say it's pretty obvious that those guys were not pushing this thing. Guess who wants to play? Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. You should not be shocked. Yeah. yeah and Nebraska, yeah, too. Point. Were you surprised? See, one thing about, you know, with Ryan Day, he wanted to play. Gene Smith wanted to play. And then you could tell behind the scenes they couldn't disagree with their president right. because the president didn't want to play. But at Nebraska, you had a president, a athletic director, and a coach all wanting to play and then they kind of backtrack when I think they realized they were going to lose a lot of money. Uh, did, did Nebraska even get close of trying to venture outside the Big Ten to play? Uh, I don't know all the details there. I do think they put some floaters out there. I think uh, Commissioner Warren, I think wisely, put the kibosh on that by saying, look, you know, you're not going to freelance this thing. You're not going to play a season there and come back to the Big Ten. Nebraska's got a phenomenal deal in the Big Ten, and perhaps they forgot they left the Big 12 as charter members going back to 1906 or so, 1908 maybe. Uh, they left as charter members because the new guys, Texas, was not playing well with other people, of course, hogging an ESPN contract. And this is where you have to give uh, Michigan Ohio State especially, I think, in the long history of the Big Ten. Uh, the ADs at Michigan Ohio State going back to Don Canham at Michigan and Weaver and everyone else at, uh, at uh, Ohio State, they have never big-footed the rest of the conference. They never said, look, you know, we're the main draws, we're the main TV guys, we owe, you, know, you owe us a bigger slice of the pie. It's never happened. Um, and that's why the Big Ten has worked so well. So if Nebraska wants to go back to the Big 12 and play under Texas's rules, not their own, I guess caveat emptor. So. All the power, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, John U. Bacon's with us. Hey, John, uh, why would 
here's a, here's a weird. So let's say ACC and Al, you know ACC, SEC, Big Twelve continue to play, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But how bad does that hurt recruiting? And two, if you're Ryan Day, do you put your dip your toe in the water of the NFL pond? Because how do you tell these recruits, hey, we're going to play in the winter? Because I don't think they are. I mean, how, how is it going to affect the big boys when it comes to recruiting and retaining coaches? Depends on how it shakes out. And right now we're watching the wildest experiment in the history of college athletics, frankly. Uh, and, and by the way, anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen next no. is either stupid or lying or both. It's yeah. either going to be a great move by the conference or it's going to lay an egg. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be worse than laying an egg. I will say this, that the Big Ten's bet is by far the safest bet. It might not be the smartest bet. depends on how it works out with the ACC and the SEC. If they can get through the whole season – you know, basically scot free, and you know, get all the attention. They'll have all the eyeballs. I'll be watching the SEC this fall. Sad to say. <laughs> so, uh, but if it if it stops in September and October, which is frankly my bet, uh, again we're guessing here. Um, then you not only have you know the questions of the parents. Geez, does safety come first? What does the Big Ten know that you didn't know? Why did they stop? Why did you not? Could stop? help recruiting. And you're oh, you're going to help recruiting, and you're going to have an army. Trust me. Hey, well. Well, uh, well-armed army of uh, lawyers uh, just licking their chops. Tom Mars, chief among them, the former chief counsel for Walmart, who has helped players become eligible at Ohio State and at Michigan. Um, that guy, he's got an army guy, guys ready to go with class action lawsuits. And the best evidence they have is if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 shut down and you didn't and this player died, all right, what, you know, what were you thinking? And that is going to be an army. And it doesn't have to be a death. It can be lung damage, heart damage, which these days, who knows what's going on. Uh, so they are hanging it out there pretty far if the SEC and the ACC go through this. And, again, trust me, the last thing any of us want is for college football to stop. I love it on Twitter, by the way, when people say, oh, you're just a fear monger. I make my living doing this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I, I would really yeah. like there to be college football. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do without it. So, uh, trust me, we all want college football to happen. That's, that's not a question. Uh, but those are the way the stakes look right now. So if the Big Ten was too cautious, you will know that. Uh, if the ACC and the SEC weren't cautious enough, they're going to pay a price also. What about just pure numbers? Because, you know, just go, no bias here. If you just go by pure data, the data will tell you, you never know. Data tells you if you're under 24 and you do get it, the odds of you getting super sick, who knows, it could change in a month. But the odds of you getting super sick is not likely. What if it's just pure numbers of virus? Let's say someone in, you know, Texas gets 12 cases. Uh, do you think they would shut it down on pure numbers without the serious health risks? Great question. Um, it would probably boil down to the presidents. And by the way, on the cynical side, and as far as being cynical, who can help ourselves these days? Lily Tomlin, the great uh, comic, had a great line yeah. about this. She said, uh, she said, no matter how cynical you get, you just can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel right now that, uh, look, who's driving this? I mean, is it really the safety and welfare of the players? If so, we'd have better concussion protocols, frankly. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not so convinced that's the motive. I'll, I'll put my money on liability. I'm yeah, with you there. I the agree liability. there. Yep, yep. No question. So but if that's the-, the question. So back to your question there. Uh, if the numbers are low, it depends, it depends on your liability lawyers. That's my guess there. Uh, the, but it must be pointed out, I think what scared off the Big Ten and the ACC 
largely guessing. I got some sources, but they're not very good on this one, frankly. So I'm largely guessing here. It's the shade of gray situation. The lungs, the, I'm going to pronounce it poorly, myocarditis, the potential damage to the heart. If you're an NFL prospect, you know, you're going to, that's a pretty good lawsuit right there. Um, so that, I think, is the shades of gray, not just the fatality rate, which is obviously, as you point out, extremely low for 20-year-olds. Um, it's, those, it's those kind of conditions that would create a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. Hey, you- and yet a lot of the intramur- uh, intramural sports will go this fall, but the only thing they're not doing in a lot of these schools is playing on Saturday. It just it, there's those it makes, frisbee golfers are going, John. There, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. Well, welcome to the new world. And on top of that, uh, look, uh, they're also the, the, the players that are going to stay on campus, the football players, and they're going to keep on working out and perhaps you know practicing together. Okay, I you know where, where's the advantage here? I guess yeah. they're playing other teams, um, but that's a you know pretty slim hope. Look, the real problem is going to be not playing Rutgers, although. Ohio State and Michigan did a much better job uh, than and Northwestern did a great job than Rutgers did, obviously. That's the problem. Um, you're only as good as your weakest link. Uh, but even with that, the, the problem is not Rutgers. The problem is a frat party in mid-September. That's your problem. Yeah. Um, and at East Lansing, a bar called Harper's, a uh, student went up there a few months ago for a party knowing that they were feeling conditions. Uh, infected people there, and then went to a party in Gross Point out of Detroit. Oh. Uh, and 150 people have now been affected by typhoid Mary. So, uh, mm. so that's, that's going to be the real risk is when students are back on campus. And by the way, on that front too, playing the cynical hand again, uh, if they know it's this dangerous, why are students coming back on campus? For money, that's John. That, that's it. I mean, do you have a better answer? I no, don't. it's for money. Seriously, exactly. yeah. Yeah, because um, they they want to make sure that you're going to come back to school, you know, be it Ohio State or Michigan or whatever. They want to make sure that your money is in the bank, and if they have to send you home in October, you're still not transferring to Michigan State sure. or Purdue. Right, get it started, get it started. Get the money, yeah. then go online. Yeah, uh, John U. Baker's with. Hey, John, on, on the football side. I was waiting when Urban Meyer was here because if you know the history of Urban Meyer, he would get into verbal altercations with other coaches in the SEC. You didn't yep. see And so I was waiting for him and Harbaugh to go at it, and you waited. And for the most part, I who knows if they liked each other or not, for the most part, you didn't get that. But now with this stuff with Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh, can we get something going maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tweeted that out after uh, the Ryan Day-Jim Harbaugh exchange for the you know teleconference. That's all yeah. we have these days, right, teleconferences. But uh, And I said, you know, uh, what I wrote is looks like a rivalry. Looks like a rivalry to me. I, frankly, I love this stuff. And when Ryan Day, right. gets, uh, the media person, for saying you know Michigan, you know, no, no, it's the school up north. Man, that's what those things about. Let's do this. Um, and I mean, of course, the responses to my tweet, of course, was, dude, they've won twice this century. Fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I've seen the numbers. Yes, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, does uh, you know yeah. when they when they released the schedule? Uh, it seemed like a week ago or so, and they had, I, and I know why they had Ohio State Michigan Week Seven because they wanted to get the game in, regardless of whether you like it. It is what it is. But does that open the door now? to place it in a different spot on the schedule, or is it just because of the coronavirus? Uh, let's hope it's the latter, and let's never do that again. <laughs> no, I, that's, I was one of those. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. exactly. Uh, now, look, I mean, if you've got a seven-game schedule, screw it. You know, get what you can. Um, and in that case, I'm not going to put up any big protests, not that anyone's going to care. But, um, uh, so, but, man, this thing has been moved to the last game of the season, I think, in 1934 or 35. Um, like the same year Thanksgiving was declared and fixed as a national holiday. 
That's what I would call tradition. Um, and to me, the test of rivalry in some ways is what's happening right now, that you know, Michigan's won two games in the last the century, in the last 20 years, and yet it still matters. And yet you still have this thing going between Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh, and yet you know, fans still get upset when you talk about putting the game in October. That, to me, is the acid test for any rivalry. The rivalries that are going back and forth because they're winning and losing, you know, that's just here and now. This strikes me as more permanent. One has to believe that the law of averages kicks in at some point. Um, but, uh, but no, that, that game belongs you know, right around Thanksgiving. Everyone knows this as God intended. There I said it. <laughs> yeah, hey, John, would you see, let's say they can't play. Let's say it doesn't have it. But you, you could have one game. Let's say, would the Big Ten do a special one-off in the spring where it was just Ohio State, Michigan? No. They would never do that, although I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody suggested, what, a pay-per-view in the Rose Bowl? Why not, right? <laughs> hey, John, what oh, do you work on? And by the way, I, I, and I'd pay. You would. <laughs> yeah, I we would, would too. Hell yeah. Hey, John, what are you working on? You working on anything? Uh, yeah, I better be. Holy mackerel. <laughs> uh, the latest book will come out next fall. It's about my experience coaching a high school hockey team, believe it or not, in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor Huron, the other high school. Harbaugh and Bob Seeger and Ken Burns, the filmmaker, they all went to Ann Arbor Pioneer, and I went to Ann Arbor Huron, so you know where I stand. We're the River Rats, believe it or not. But uh, anyway, we went from worst to first in three years coaching these guys, and the whole book is a business management book on how to lead millennials. Because they're driving everyone crazy, and I think they're doing it wrong. And the tentative title is The Kids Are All Right. Um, so if, you're, if your millennials oh, nice. are driving you nuts, you suck as a coach. So we need it. to read it for our producer. Yes. You guys need help. 30, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, John. You've defied the generation. Good for you. Hey, John, thanks so much. Yeah. We always appreciate it when you come on. It was great. Hey. Always a ton of fun. Any, by the way, got a lot of free time coming up. Give me a call. Okay, All right, thanks, John. John. You're making. Thank you. See ya.